True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, among others. They'll do all of that so you can do literally anything else. You have better things to do with your free time than focus on your lawn care. Let True Green take care of all the hard work it takes to get a great lawn while you take care of everything else on your to-do list. You can trust True Green to give you the best lawn because they are the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. They offer a satisfaction guarantee and they have a verified best price promise, which gives you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. Think about how hard it is to manage our fantasy baseball teams. You need all the time you can get to put in waiver wire claims, fab bids, send out trades, and set your lineups. You'll have that extra time when True Green is taking care of your lawn. You do you, let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people, guaranteed. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Here's Frank, Scott, and Chris. Well, the hot stove is officially scorching. Welcome into Fantasy Baseball Today, an emergency edition. On Wednesday, December 7th, Frank Sample joined by Scott White. There is a lot to talk about. We're going to focus on three massive moves on this podcast. And then, of course, we will have another one later on tonight. But we're going to be focusing on Aaron Judge, who is headed back to the New York Yankees. Kenley Jansen, who signed with the Boston Red Sox. And Wilson Contreras, Cubs fans, close your ears, close your eyes. Headed to the St. Louis Cardinals. Ah, how dare he? Scott, the roller coaster of emotion that I have felt in the past 20 hours or so has been insane. We get the report yesterday from John Heyman that someone named Arson Judge is uh, close to signing with the San Francisco Giants. He quickly walked that back. Uh, of course, you know, <laughs> tried to do it over. With there, the is no <laughs> there is no arson judge. There is no arson judge. Yeah. He got a typo in there. And obviously, look, Twitter's freaking out. The baseball world is freaking out. Yankees fans, Giants fans, fantasy baseball fans. Everyone's freaking out. And then radio silence, Scott, and nothing. I was so nervous, so scared last night. I couldn't sleep. And that's why I stayed up all night long. <laughs> I woke up late, and then uh, there you go. The good news that Aaron Judge is headed back to the Yankees on a massive deal. Nine years, $360 million. AL MVP, we know he's coming off that historic season where he broke the American League home run record, hitting 62 home runs, 311 batting average, led the league in runs scored, tied for the league lead in RBI as well. Scott, I know that you are on record saying that Aaron Judge is your number one player in fantasy baseball. I would assume this only supports that. Yeah, honestly, it didn't make a difference where he went for me. I heard uh, when I got pushback for Aaron Judge is the number one pick. Oh, well, what if he signs with the Giants? What if he signs somewhere where they don't have as favorable of a venue for hitters as, as Yankee Stadium? Judge's power is such that to me, that I, I I didn't think that was an issue. But because I heard it from others, I am suspecting 
uh, might even say hopeful that now he might get some more traction as the number one overall pick. I don't know if that's going to become the consensus. I kind of doubt that. Uh, there, there's been such a push to fill stolen bases early in drafts in recent years. Uh, and even though Judge had 16 of those last year, certainly a decent total, he's not, uh, he's not the sort of base dealer, obviously, that like a Trey Turner or even like a Jose Ramirez is. So at least in 5x5 five five scoring where stolen bases are essential, it still might be a tough sell for people. Judge at one overall. Points leagues, I don't even really understand the argument for taking someone other than Judge at the top. I don't think there is, especially yeah. somewhere that plate discipline matters so much. We'll, and we'll do a points league mock draft soon within the next week or two. Uh, so we'll get a chance to test that out. But yeah, all along, I've had Judge as my number one overall pick. Regardless of the scoring format last year, he was far and away the number one player last year. And I think we're entering into an era where uh, home runs are going to become more critical, more scarce, and stolen bases are going to become less scarce between the the juiced ball going away, that, that you know, home runs are on the decline because of that, and I expect to stolen bases to be on the increase with the rule changes that are set to fa- take effect this next season. Most notably, the the uh, pitchers being limited to two pickoff throws per at bat, which is going to allow runners to get a huge lead after those two pickoff throws. And uh, as we've seen in the minors when they instituted similar rule changes, stolen bases exploded. I expect that to happen in the majors as well. Just to put it in perspective, how much better Aaron Judge was than any other player in fantasy baseball last year? According to the Razzball Player Raider, Aaron Judge earned $62.9 worth of auction value. Again, nearly $63 worth of value in a 12-team Roto League. Paul Goldschmidt was the next closest player at $40.7. Nearly $22, over $22 worth of of auction value on Aaron Judge. So so that's, of course, significant in its own right. I mean, he was 50% better than any other, more than 50% better than any other player, according to, what what was it? That's the Razzball Player Raider. Okay. What's also interesting about that, Paul Goldschmidt's not a big base dealer either, and you said he finished second. Yeah. So already, maybe we're to a point where we're, even, even before the rule changes take effect and stolen bases explode, theoretically, across the league. Already, we may be at a point where we're, we're overvaluing that. Uh, we're overvaluing, over, <laughs> overvaluing that early in drafts. So, yeah, and, and the issue has been raised, too, of course. Why should we believe Judge is going to repeat the season he just had, setting an AL record with 62 home runs, some might argue a major league record with 62 home runs, though the record book says otherwise. Um, and of course, probably not going to happen. You know, history is history for a reason, and it's unlikely Judge is going to do that again. But the the more significant number for our purposes than 62, I think is 16, which is how much Judge out-homered the next closest guy, Kyle Schwarber. And... Like, Judge has always had this, like, he's always been on paper the league's best power hitter by far. 
top uh, percentile ranking for average exit velocity ever since he broke into the league with 52 homers, by the way, as a rookie in, in 2017. Hadn't been able to get back to that. A lot of the reasons because of injuries in the years since. But those exit velocity readings, which which were, you know, kind of kind of a footnote earlier during the juice ball era when home runs were so easy to hit. Now it becomes an essential skill when home runs are becoming much harder to hit, when you have to impact the ball that much harder to get it out. It's showing more. I think this past year with Judge out homering everybody else by 16 is really where we see that the, those premium exit velocities, those outlier exit velocities really take effect. And he's been so consistent with that over the years that I expect it to continue. Not to the point he's going to hit 62 home runs again, but is there anyone that I could reasonably predict to hit even 50? I mean, his, his per 162 game averages for his entire career, Aaron Judge, 49 home runs. So he's like, like 50 should be about the expectation for him. And because he's now a good source of batting average at 311 this past year, doesn't strike out nearly as much as he used to because he's not a zero for steals. I don't even know that he needs to hit even, even 50. I think 45 would be enough to justify him as the number one overall pick. Remember, as a 62 homer guy, he was more than 50% better than anyone else. So there's a lot of give there uh, before he drops to being the second most valuable player in fantasy. I, I think those are all fantastic points, Scott. Again, even if the batting average comes down a little bit, his XBA was 305. I don't know that you expect that, but... 280, 290 with 45 plus home runs and just the counting stats that come with Aaron Judge. Yeah. I think he is well worth being in the discussion for being the top player drafted in fantasy baseball. If not the top, you know, he's he's inside the top three, no later than the top five, regardless of any argument that you want to make. The one other thing that I will present to you, Scott, and this is just the latest in a long line of things to come out regarding Major League Baseball. There was an article that came out yesterday, a study done. Uh, according to insider.com that shows the Yankees were being given these quote unquote Goldilocks baseballs, which are more batter friendly with their weight profile, which means typically they just travel further. Uh, and they were being given to the Yankees provided for, I don't know, entertainment purposes because judges chasing a record and that's going to help baseball and help ratings, whatever it might be, whatever the reason is, does that factor into your decision at all? Maybe when thinking about any Yankees or Maybe Yankee pitchers for for that matter. Yeah, that that's kind of a bombshell story that may get lost in the shuffle with all the the maneuvering happening at the winter meetings. The fact that okay, it, it still looks like different uh, different consistencies of balls were being used last year, and and a disproportionate number of the more hitter friendly ones were used in Yankees games and. I mean, yeah, you could take a conspiratorial angle with that. And, <laughs> you know, I, I wouldn't blame you. When it comes to evaluating Judge, though, I, again, I don't think it matters that much because it's the data that points to him being this home run outlier. Plus, the one one detail in that article is that the vast majority of ball samples that they got were the deadened ball, were the deadest version of the baseball. So if if more hitter if, if there were more favorable ones being used, if, if a disproportionately 
higher number of favorable hitter favorable ones were being used in Yankees games. It's not like it was going on over the f- full course or even the majority of the season. And, and yeah. Judge was on a crazy home run pace the whole time. So, yeah, I, I don't think it really changes my evaluation uh, of him or any other Yankees. It did make me wonder maybe a little about Garrett Cole, who was right so victimized by home runs last year yeah. and whether <laughs> whether that may have inflated his ERA. But to, to be consistent, I'm going to say... I, for fantasy purposes, uh, I'm going to discount that aspect of the story. I think the biggest takeaway for fantasy purposes, again, specifying that, is that, yes, the majority of the balls they tested were the deadest version of the ball. So even if even if getting complete uniformity in the baseballs is going to be uh, near impossible the trend is all in one direction and that's to suppress home runs. So uh, I, 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 yeah, I'm kind of taking this off judge specifically and looking at the the broader picture, but I, I don't think that changes the way we should evaluate players in general for 2023. All right, let's get into some of those other big signings here from Wednesday. Kenley Jansen to the Boston Red Sox on a two year, $32 million deal. Finally, the Red Sox have, Uh, what should be a sure thing at closer once again. And they've actually done a good job in general this offseason rebuilding that bullpen. They brought in Chris Martin, who's coming off a great year with the Dodgers as well. Kenley Jansen still has it. 3.38 ERA, 1.05 whip, 41 saves, led the National League. There were only two closers with 40-plus saves in all of baseball last year. One was Kenley Jansen. The other one was Emmanuel Class A. Swinging strike rate took a little bit of a step back, but the strikeout rate was still really good. It was actually better than it was in 2021, Scott. I still have the utmost faith in Kenley Jansen. I wouldn't mind getting him as my first closer if you wait a little bit at the position. And I think the ripple effects are what also helps fantasy here, Scott, is that now we know, at least for the time being, Rysel Iglesias will be the closer in Atlanta and Camilo Doval will be the closer in the Giants because he was actually, Kenley Jansen was rumored to go back to both of those teams. So uh, just, it helps the yep. closer market all around for fantasy baseball purposes. Yeah, it does, because I don't think anybody's going to miss Matt Barnes in that role, <laughs> right. presuming he would have gotten the first shot anyway for the Red Sox. It's I was thinking the last time they had a reliable closer was Craig Kimbrell back in 2018. So it's it's been a while since we really felt confident who was getting saves in Boston. Henley Jansen, uh, I mean, he's the rare closer who may wind up in the Hall of Fame someday. So ERA has has been a little on the high side in recent years for him. Not, I don't really think of him as a lockdown closer, but the volume is going to be huge. He's going to rack up saves, and it's it's harder to find relievers who do that in the modern game. So I have him 11th at relief pitcher, 10th among closers because Spencer Strider, of course, is in front of him as well in my relief pitcher rankings. So 10th among closers is Kenley Jansen for me. Uh, Of course, I ranked him. I already had him ranked there. I expected he would sign somewhere to close. So I don't see any reason to move him up or down with this news. You know, before him, I have Ryan Presley and Jordan Romano and Felix Bautista, who I think peripherally uh, look a lot better than Kenley Jansen at this point and, and seem just as certain for saves as him. Behind him, I have guys like Ryan Helsley, Camilla Duvall, who you mentioned, Paul Seawald, really good relievers who maybe aren't as certain of getting 
near one hundred, near, nearly one hundred percent of their team saves. So I think that's the sweet spot for Kenley Jansen. I have Iglesias ahead of him as well. I should point out he is my sixth ranked closer, uh, just ahead of Felix Bautista, who I mentioned, and. You know, I, I even when Will Smith was who Brian Snitker was turning to in the ninth inning, he he's he's been a manager who's stuck with one closer, and of course, Rysel Iglesias have en, has enough history in the role that I suspect he'll do. Uh, Snitker will do the same with him, and uh, he was amazing last year. Got off to a bumpy start, as I recall, but the final numbers for Rysel Iglesias were about what we're used to seeing from him. 247 ERA, 0.97 whip, 11.3 K per nine. He allowed one earned run in 26 and a third innings after joining the Braves at the trade deadline, a, a 0.34 ERA in Atlanta. So there's no doubt Snitker should have a lot of confidence in him going into the new season. Yeah, I was going to point out that same thing, Scott. With the Angels last year, Rysel Iglesias had an ERA just over four, so did get off to a rough start. Uh, but then you pointed out the numbers that he had, 0.34 ERA, a near 19% swinging strike rate for Rysel Iglesias once he joined the Atlanta Braves last season. I think he's in the mix to be a top-five closer once again. He's making closer money, $16 million per year. I think the Braves just kind of plug him in there. Early ADP, according to the NFBC, we see all going within four spots of each other. Camilo Doval at pick 76.8. Rysel Iglesias at 78.2. Kenley Jansen at 80.9. My suspicion is that Iglesias and Kenley Jansen will both move up a little bit now that we know where they're going to be pitching and that they're going to be the closers for sure for their respective teams. I'm surprised Camilo Doval is that high. People like because, him. Yeah, I'm surprised though. Yeah. Because the peripherals aren't as strong. He had a high whip last year and... Uh, you know, it, it it took a while for him to get really solidified in that closer role. Gabe Kapler likes to play a lot of a lot of games with his bullpen, so that that's surprising to me. I would much prefer both Rysel Iglesias and Kenley Jansen to Duvall. All right, let's wrap up with Wilson Contreras to the St. Louis Cardinals on a five-year, eighty-seven and a half million dollar deal. Yadier Molina retires, and what do they do? They bring in another amazing catcher at least offensively, in Wilson Contreras, who uh, last year got off to a blazing start through the month of June. He was hitting 283 with 13 home runs. And then from July on, he hit 186 with nine home runs. He was playing through an ankle injury. There was a lot of trade rumors. I think something like that can affect the psyche and the overall you know, play of a of a baseball player. Maybe something we don't factor in enough, but we probably should. Uh, so he was great and then kind of slowed down. But I think the overall numbers are kind of what you expect from Wilson Contreras at this point. Uh, and Scott, look, yep. this is a great lineup upgrade. I mean, he is going from the Cubs, who were 22nd in run scored, to the Cardinals, who were already 5th in run scored. That was without Wilson Contreras. So uh, maybe a slight downgrade on the ballpark, but I think it's a huge yeah. upgrade in terms of the lineup. Yeah, that's a good point, and he should he could bat pretty high in that lineup too. Uh, and what's what's interesting about the the Cardinals ranking that high in runs scored last year is, of course, Goldschmidt and Arenado were rock solid, but there were a lot of hitters who underperformed or didn't quite live up to their upside. Tyler O'Neill, Dylan Carlson, Nolan Gorman. Like, there's even more potential for this lineup than than. They did without Contreras and, and last year, ranking fifth. 
Uh, so yeah, it is a big lineup upgrade. The slow finish for Contreras, I don't put a lot of stock into that. I mean, he is 30 now. That's getting old for a catcher. Clearly, the Cardinals aren't concerned signing him to a five-year deal. I mean, maybe they've been spoiled by Yadier Molina playing till he was 40 or whatever. Uh, but you know, they don't seem concerned about it. And, and I feel like Wilson Contreras, over the course of his career, it, he's kind of taken on, us on a roller coaster ride. Uh, at times looking like maybe he was better than he actually was and at times looking like he was worse than he actually was basically being really streaky and so the way his 2022 season broke down uh fits fits in with that his 815 ops was his highest since 2019 when all was said and done so yeah i would say maybe stock slightly up for wilson contreras going to the cardinals not enough for me to move him in my rankings. You know, catcher has become so strong that Wilson Contreras is now outside of the top five for me. Uh, but he's somebody I may draft a lot just because he's he's overshadowed and, and maybe one of the more likely to slip in drafts because of that. The early ADP for Wilson Contreras, 96.6 as the seventh catcher off the board. I agree completely, Scott. If you want to wait just a little bit and then still get... A first catcher, whether you play in a two-catcher or a one-catcher league, that you could depend on, I think Wilson Contreras is a great target. There are currently three catchers going within six spots in ADP. Alejandro Kirk, Wilson Contreras, MJ Melendez, in that order, Scott. Do you agree with that order? Yeah, though I think MJ Melendez is pretty far behind the other two for me. So I want to have them that close, but... Uh, in, in terms of the order they're being drafted, yes, I would take Kirk first and Melendez last. All right, we're going to wrap there. Again, three massive moves. Wilson Contreras to the Cardinals on a five-year deal. Kenley Jansen to the Red Sox on a two-year deal. And Aaron Judge headed back to the Yankees on a nine-year, $360 million contract. We do have a lot of other moves to discuss, and we will do that later on tonight with our buddy of the Welsh. For Scott, I am Frank. Thank you all for listening and watching watching this emergency edition of Fantasy Baseball Today. We'll be back later on. Bye-bye. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, now it is on homes.com. As somebody who's been through this, I can tell you these features are so, so incredibly valuable. They've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools, and their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. The area you live in is just as important as the house itself. You can get to know a neighborhood without ever setting foot in it. Say you're a really active person. You could find out about the nearest parks. Do they have a baseball field? Maybe you want to join a softball league like Chris and I play in. Also, Homes.com collaboration tools makes it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework.